checking one two hello and welcome to gloom and bloom this is christine this is taylor and you just missed the most horrific gross would you rather well, we're we're double recording this week yeah we are so i'm trying to come up with some content for our next episode mm. so we're gonna do some would you rather questions i think and uh they're gonna be good love it love it because taylor's going to disneyland yeah yeah you know i hate it so much oh my gosh (laughs) it's halloween time at disneyland it's the worst time no it's the best time it's the best time it's like the only time we go (laughs) you guys are doing that halloween bash or whatever it's called right i hope okay i don't have tickets i didn't get tickets hang on all right okay so disneyland what's your favorite ride like ultimate uh. <laughs> all right so taylor why don't you tell me about your favorite disneyland ride <laughs> um, i just had the fight of my life with my mic stand we threw the mic stand on the ground and we shamed it we said you suck you suck shame you're the worst now i'm using our like kindergarten level it's it, cute it's the safety scissors of mic stands and yeah. it's horrific but yeah. here we are <laughs> It's barely cutting through, it's but barely. it's doing its now job. Now I have to lean forward. I'm going to get scoliosis because I have to lean to the table to get to the mic. Well, didn't you do like a TikTok that was like the Hunchback song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are deformed. <laughs> exactly. so and just, I am ugly. Just have that go with it. Um, uh, so there's a lot of really good rides that are like quite thrilling and really fun. Yes. Um, I, of course, my favorite ride is Jungle Cruise because of the puns. Ugh. All the jokes. I can't. I can't stop laughing. Did about you like it. Jungle Cruise the movie? I never watched it. <laughs> I can't. On principle, you refuse. I can't do it. I can't do like, it. The no. Rock will ruin all those puns. Oh, he's just always so oily all the time. He is, and he all he does is eat like a dozen eggs for every meal. Todd like follows him. <laughs> Did I ever but tell I you that it. I like tease my little sister? About The Rock? No. my So my little sister, she's very Gen Z. Mm-hmm. She does not think The Rock is attractive, but I love to horrify her as much as possible. So I'll like, her friends will be over or something and I'll be like, oh, has Michaela told you about that weird dream she had about The Rock? And she's <laughs> like, no. And she's like, stop it, don't. And then of course, because she's fighting it, it makes it look like she really is having these You're dreams. Like, Come on, just tell me. And I'm like, she had this weird dream where she just like had a picture of the rock's butt up on her wall and she was like so into it. And I was like, she just like loves how oiled up he is all the time. Ooh, she's into and she gets so mad every well, time. Well, first of all, she's wrong for one. <laughs> Second of all, he's just such a great human. He he's like, a nice guy. He like posts videos of him like gifting his mother a car. Yeah. Because he can. Ugh. And that's the extent. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, uh, yes, but yeah, Jungle I Cruise, no to The Rock. I just, I mean, The Rock's fine. I just, I haven't seen the movie and I, I kind of forgot about it, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. We saw it. I don't think you need to worry about it. But yeah, I hope, I hope I can go to the Halloween party. I'm hoping that I can somehow finagle some tickets. I'm praying for you. Look for scalpers outside. Well, I think they might, like, they might reserve some to sell the same day. Oh. So I'm hoping. Yeah. But I can't, I don't know. I don't know. And you know, fly by the seat of your pants. If you uh, have extra tickets to the Oogie Boogie mm-hmm. Bash, please let me know. Thank you. Okay, we'll cool. shout you out so hard. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, I noticed that you got your hair colored. 
I colored it myself. Oh my gosh, you look like a new human. How oh, do you feel? You. Uh, I feel like it's looks like I did it myself. Oh, well, I didn't <laughs> think that. Did you high lift it? No, I highlighted it. Oh. I mean, I did like I put a highlight, like I boosted the base yes. a bit and then I highlighted it. With foils. Yeah. Look with at you. foils. Look at you. On the sides and on the top and the back's not colored at all, but I needed to look semi-decent <laughs> for Pictures from vacation. the front only. Yeah. I'm like, the wind I, catches you from the back. It's like a black butt crack. <laughs> exactly. Well, I took like I, you know, took a mirror and like looked and I was like, does it at least look decent from the back? And it looks okay. No, it looks so pretty. So, oh, and yeah. I cut your hair last week. How does it yes. feel? Oh, it feels so good. Oh, good. Yeah, I cut off like three inches. Her it needed to go. so long. But it was like dead. Yeah, it was. It was like the scraggly <laughs> witch hair. But now it's gone. Now it's you're gone. Now you're perfect. I'm perfect. You guys? Taylor's getting all dolled up for Mickey. Did you even know? <laughs> yeah. So she might leave Jared for Mickey. I'm, I think. <sighs> Don't tell him. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> um, did you do anything fun this week? Uh, no. All I've done, like my book problem is like a serious problem. It's out of control. It's out of control. But something exciting did happen. I figured out how to get somebody on Instagram. I follow a bunch of book pages. I'm going to find it and check yeah. her out because I, I owe her my life. Her, just kidding. Your life. Um, so she told me how to get Audible books for $7. Oh, Cause, how? Because I was like, buy, I was spending at least 40 bucks a week on books. Oh my gosh. <laughs> how are you You could this? pay like $39 for three credits. Yeah. And so then like the books are like $13 each, whatever. Okay. So her name is, we've been messaging constantly. Okay. Oh, shiz. My B-roll popped up. Not now. Oh. Can't be real right now. Okay. Be real. Be real right now. Right now. Her page is favebooks98, and she told me how to do it. So you get a Kindle Unlimited membership, right? It's like 10 bucks a month. Are you being real? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. I look horrific, but it's, you know, it's real. <laughs> you guys. Pause for be real. <laughs> Add us to be real. Oh, you know, I'll do my be Add real me right to be too. real. Now, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you get a Kindle Unlimited. Yes. That's Kay. what you do. Okay? Why Kay. is it not offering me to do another one? Okay. One second. Let me be real really quick. <laughs> I look so stupid. Okay. So you get a Kindle Unlimited pass. Yes. So a lot of the books that you can read for free. So some of the books are $0. So Whoa. then you add it to your library and then it will pop up with an option saying, would you also like to buy the Audible version of this book for like $7.95 or oh. whatever it is? And you say yes. And then you have the book you can read with your eyeballs and the book you can read with your ears. Whoa. Saving me so much money. Double down. Yes. But I had some books I wanted to tell everyone about because I've read a lot of stupid books lately. Yeah. And these ones are so great. So it's a... It's two books. I was going to, what do you call a two book series? A duo. Sure. <laughs> so it's. Uh, it's just a seer. It's just a seer. Yeah. It's not a necessarily a series. Yeah, no. Okay, so the first book is called Drive. Okay. Drive. And it's like, it's so good. It's so different from anything I've read because each chapter has a song that goes with it. 
So she has a playlist made up and it's like, as if you're watching a movie that has a soundtrack to make oh. you feel feelings. It's like that. So you listen to the song. You can listen to it while you read, but if you're like me and you aren't able to do that. Yeah. I listen to the song and then I read the chapter. So it's it's just so good because it just makes you feel things. Ooh. And then there's the, the second book is the best book. The second book's called Reverse. So Drive in Reverse by Kate Stewart. Cannot recommend enough. I'm reading the second one by again. Kate Stewart. Yep. It's like a music, like rock, Not love one. triangle. Woo! It's spicy. I'm trying to find it so I can add it to my list. Yep, drive and reverse. Except okay. for the unfortunate thing with reverse is that it's not on Audible yet because it just came out. So I had no. to I had to read it with my eyes. It ruined my life for three days. Oh, and were your eyeballs so tired? Yeah, Todd's like, are you serious? Because like every free second I had, we were waiting at a stoplight. Boom, I'm pulling out my book. The guy takes our order, walks away. I'm reading my book. Todd's like, you're driving me nuts. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't stop. <laughs> You guys are like at dinner on a date. Yes. And you're like, we were waiting I for can't our talk. friends to show up. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, honey, I just, I need to know. <laughs> Who did she pick? I love it. I love it. Yeah. So that's like been the highlight. I think that might be my favorite book series I've read this whole year. Oh. Well, besides all my SJM ones that I love. I was so like, much. that's pretty bold. That's pretty bold. I don't know. Don't make me choose, Taylor. I can't pick. I'm, a, I'm forcing you to choose right now. I have like 20 minutes left in Ugly Love. I'm almost done. Oh my gosh. What do you think? Well, it's ugly. First off, it's horny. The use of one name is excessive. Right? I was like, I can't. Okay. This is too much. Whose name? Rachel. I know. It's like every other word He's and like, I can't I love you, Rachel. It. He seemed creepy. Yeah. As a teenager. And I know like it was in his head, but I just was like... I can't hear this name again. I know. You're right. I can't. When I re-listened to the book, I skipped all of those chapters. Oh. Because I was like, I don't need to hear this. You skipped them? How? Well, that was like all important. Well, the second time I listened to it, I skipped them. Oh, okay. The first time I listened to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you reread everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> it's a, I have nothing else going on in my life. Hey, like, I what love do you have it. to? I'm like reading. Hey, <laughs> you hosted some friends. Oh, yeah. We had friends over for the Ute dinner. Ute game i'm not a good host i'm not a good hostess i know todd did grilling and i like opened salads that we bought if, at the store if people invite me places i will go always yes oh yeah i'm but there i'm not great I, at being like come to my house no no for any reason at all no so i'm also like don't look at anything do not open a cupboard don't open a drawer yeah it's everything will fall on your head right i'm like don't <laughs> it's it, embarrassing it stresses me out i feel like i've got to scrub everything so, anyway what have you done this week uh Anon lost his tooth oh my did the tooth his very show up? first tooth how did he feel i think he it was good we were like at costco eating that's costco the best place pizza. to lose teeth yeah and we were asking him like are you chewing on the side of your mouth? Like, is it hard to chew? And he was like, no. And then all of a sudden he's like chewing and we hear a crunch. Uh, uh, and, no. Uh, and we're sick. like, uh, but let's open that mouth. And his tooth was gone. So, I mean, it was in his mouth. So <laughs> I was like, he ate it. No, luckily he did not swallow it. So, but yeah, the tooth fairy came, left him a dollar. Yay. Very thrilling. Uh, so. The last time the tooth fairy came to our house, she left a 10. Because Whoa. we had no, we she didn't have any other bills. Oh, and we were like shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, now what was I it? Know. A special tooth? Was, what been, was the excuse for that? Must have been really special to her. I don't know. That was weird. She was, must have made a mistake. Did it have a gold filling? <laughs> <laughs> no. Mm, disappointing. Yeah. Um. 
also, I wanted to talk about, because we had talked previously about um, Elise Myers on here oh, and how yes. we love her. I love so her. I thought I'd bring your attention to another TikTok love of mine. Oh. Um, she is hilarious. She does a bunch of videos. Oh, let's pause that. Okay. She does a bunch of videos that are, I don't even know how to describe them. Okay. But her name is Erin Hat Hattemer. Okay. H-A-T-T-A-M-E-R. She just does these things like she pretends to be an English peasant at the execution of Anne Boleyn. <laughs> oh, no. And she's like... She looks familiar. I feel yeah. like I might have seen some of her yeah, videos. Yeah, I brought my own apple. Okay, I'm a peasant. I can't afford to bring apples for everyone. Okay? <laughs> and she's funny. And she did one that was like um, the girl that just doesn't get the purge. Oh, she was like, oh, I, that's the one I've seen. Yeah, I think I might have sent it to you. Like, it's, this almost sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, and she's like, Why? Like, I don't understand why this is happening. Oh, maybe we go to Disney or something. And uh, yeah, all like of her videos Disney. are cracking me up. And then she did like a follow up to that one. And she was like, I know the purge isn't like over, but it's like over in like 20 minutes. Should I cancel the DoorDash? Or <laughs> <laughs> so I've been really enjoying her videos. They what was her name laugh. again? Erin Had- Hadamer. Okay. I wanted to find one other girl. I've sent you a bunch of her videos. She's the one that was like, God's having an off day. And then she's oh, like, oh, yeah, she's like, were they wearing the crust for me or for fashion? <laughs> so yes. Did they say, oh, my God, in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> I love it so much. Lisa Gilroy. That sounds right. She is so funny. Yeah. So Lisa Gilroy as well. Yeah. She always cracks me up. Me and my friend uh, Jamaica, we send each other her videos back and forth all the time. Oh, yeah. Did you see? She's just like, I love the one of her pretending to be a gps and she's like you arrive at 5 12 and you're like but i just passed like a whole line of people like look at me and he's like i knew you would do that you asshole <laughs> yeah. like, it's true because i'm always like i can beat i can beat this gps time uh-huh. and i never do never if i do it's like one minute mm-hmm. yep and then I, her one that she's like most famous for is her hosting a party and they're like Oh, is it hot in here? I can just like go out and buy an AC unit. And then they're like, uh, oh, you like you like this decorative thing? Oh, you can just have it. Yeah. Or she's like, I can't even remember. She's like, oh, you like my sweater? I'll just throw it in the garbage. Like she, she's just like, we'll have being to so post some of them. They're so good. Well, that's all I have. So well, good. That's it, guys. That's all you get. Yeah. I'm I don't saving- have anything else that I did this week because I just was sitting around. Well, uh-huh. I was double preparing stories. Yes. So, yep, I did all of that today because uh, I'm impressed. I couldn't quit reading my damn book. I did see your Be Real last night uh-huh. and you posted a picture of your computer. I tried to scroll in to see what you were doing. Ha ha. And I couldn't tell. I think I, I, think I <laughs> abandoned whatever I was doing when I started. I was like, I'm going to do this. And I was like, no, I'm not. You're like, I'm not doing it. Uh, it didn't help me anyway. Even if you would have done that story, I was like, I can't even tell what's going on here. Okay. <laughs> okay. How disappointing. I was looking at cracked.com, my favorite website. Ooh. Do you ever go on that one? It Yeah. It's a site full of just butt cracks mm-hmm. and Christine can't <laughs> stop looking. And I keep telling it's her. Specifically the rocks enough. butt crack. Oh, oh, oh. You know what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Last week, you may have known. We yeah. had some technical difficulties. Holy shit. It we did. Quite I, I mean, really, for two weeks, we've had technical difficulties. Was it a GD nightmare? Absolutely. 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 But uh, one topic that I just could not let slide here, okay? One topic is we had brought up 
and I think you left part of it in of licking a VHS tape. Yeah. I'm not even sure how the VH test tape came up. I think I figured it out. Tell me. Because a girl messaged us and was like, who licked the VHS tape? What? And so then I was talking to her. I was like, I think it happened because we we're talking about Harry Styles, how he was like, it's a movie that feels like a movie. Yeah. And I was like, it smells like a movie. Tastes, tastes like, like a movie. movie. And we were, we were asking, what movie would you be licking? Yes. What movie would you taste? And I think you said Land Before Time. I said Land Before Time. <laughs> and I was like, how gross. You're in the closet licking the like. The, the white part. The butthole like of the ridged. video tape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just rim job. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I said, I'm surprised it wasn't buns of steel or something. Oh, that would have been better. <laughs> but I then suggested to Christine, I said, if you guys don't follow Christine on Instagram, yeah. she's she's fit. Oh. She's fit. She's ripped. <laughs> I said her pinky toe is swole. Yeah. <laughs> Swollen? No, just oh. muscles upon muscles yeah. just on that Don't pinky toe. Don't skip pinky toe day. <laughs> Don't do it. And camel toe day. Oh, that's a, that's an important one. You got to work it out. <laughs> that's an important one. But, oh my gosh, this what you rather question just in front of me. I didn't even read it, but okay. Um, So, I think that, and if you agree, you should comment on our post, mm. but... I think Christine should give up her gym days yeah. for one month and do a series where she only works out with 80s and 90s workout home <laughs> videos like Buns of Steel. Yeah, that that sounds great. I was like, I should start a TikTok page where I wear the high-waisted yes. leotard, tights, leg warmers, and I do just the firm uh, Buns of Steel, maybe even Tybo. Tybo, <laughs> yes. And you do before and after pictures. Yeah. And what see, was your progress? Like, my progress will slowly be, like, me in regular workout clothes. Me wearing a leg warmer. Me, yeah. And then it, like, goes to me wearing... And then my bangs get poofier because Ooh, I've got the bangs for it. Yeah. And suddenly I'm wearing a crimped high pony. Mm-hmm. I look mm-hmm. like aerobics Barbie. It's, like, the hope. Yeah. And I'll absolutely. be sh- absolutely shredded. My, my question, ass will be made of steel. My question is, is people used to do these all the time back in the 80s and 90s. These were, like, the thing, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These... Every mom in America... Yeah. Had these videos. Oh, my mom still has them as of the last time I was Absolutely. at her house. So now it's all CrossFit. It's all CrossFitting it's all and CrossFit. like macro counting. And okay? maybe Pilates. And Pilates. Um, do you think the results would um, decline or stay the same? That's my big question here. I don't know. I feel like I might lose some mass. I'm not lifting heavy. You don't believe that buns of steel? Buns of steel. It's in the name. It's in the name. If so you don't have it should deliver. a rock solid ass by the end of that. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Tell me. So when I was getting ready for all my pageants, mm-hmm. and I just don't want to brag, but I did win the <laughs> swimsuit preliminary award Ooh. two years in a row. But you know what was my secret weapon? What? Buns of steel? Five day abs, <gasps> which was one of those videos. It was no. like a cassette. I found it. It's on YouTube, <gasps> and it was my uh, was my secret weapon. Five day abs, and it always worked. Yeah, like a charm. Oh yeah, I did it every day. Well, I did like day one for day five two. days. For five days. Let me look it up. Let me, let me see what umbrella it's under. I love it. Five day abs. Oh, it's the firm. Oh, ho, ho. 
It's the firm. See? Okay. I want to be able to throw some sort of like thing onto your butt oh. and have it go ding. Uh-huh. Like because it's making oh, steel noise. Yeah, something like bounce a quarter off of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We could try that. Okay. After I'm done. Perfect. But we gotta come up with a name. That's where we got stuck. Mmm. Yeah, we gotta workshop that for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make it something punny, something Yeah. Got an element of true crime. Maybe at the end we can just flash up some pictures and make you guess what case it is or something. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. Yes. Okay. It's gonna tie it all together. Yes. This is gonna be great. But I couldn't I couldn't let us pass on that combo I know, because I was like, it was I, so good. I messaged you after we were done recording and I was like, I'm so bummed we lost that the firm conversation. Bummed. Yep. I was <laughs> bummed about it. <laughs> okay. Are you first? I am first. Okay. This week, I am doing a story that was requested by one of our listeners. Oh, hey. Look at you. Um, Her name is Rachel Calquin, I believe. Rachel. And boy, (laughs) it's a good one. It really is. It's really a story about cleanliness and sanitation. Hey. And how can can you better (laughs) take care of yourself? That's always my question. While also taking care of your neighbors. Okay. You know? Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Okay. Let's hear it. We're going to talk about the serial killer, Leonardo Chanchuli. Okay. Mm-hmm. She is, she's a beautiful woman. Okay. okay. She was born in a quaint southern Italian town called Monatella. Okay. And she was born on April 18th, 1894. Okay. So her life was not an easy life. Okay. Uh-huh. It was pretty rough. Uh, so much so that she actually had attempted suicide twice before she was even an adult. Aww, so Leonardo. things did not go well with her in the her youth. Okay. It didn't really go into it though. So I don't know what was bad about her youth, mm-hmm. but it wasn't good. Mm. So I mean, how good could it be in the 1800s? It's tough, tough out there. She had gotten married in 1917 to a registry clerk named Raphael Pensardi. I mean, seems like a solid choice. Totes. He's got 
a career under his Raphael belt. Raphael and Leonardo, it's like they're almost Ninja Turtles. Right? It's true. This was their origin story. Oh what? <laughs> but yeah, he's got a career under his belt. And you know, at this time in history, women can't even take out a loan for basically anything anywhere. So great. You need a man with a job. Yeah, what a time to be alive. So I love that for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, apparently her mom did not like this marriage. Perfect. She very much disapproved. And um, she was so mad that Leonardo com- claimed that her mom cursed her because of this. Mom. Because apparently she had a different dude in mind for her to marry. Oh, what is this? A soap opera? Right? She's like, I'm not into Raphael, okay? Yeah, yeah. you should marry Donatello. It was such the drama <laughs> in the day, okay? Okay. I'm sure he was hideous. Also, Donatello is another Ninja Turtle. In yeah, in case didn't you didn't it. know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Donatello was hideous. The, no, Donatello's hotter than, what is this guy, Raphael? Yeah. Yeah, because she wants him to marry Donatello, right? No, Donatello, he's got like... He's got the smarts. He's mm-hmm. he's not the good looking one. He's mm. the one that's like maybe going to take care of the whole family. Right. But she. He's a real Bill Gates, then you'd say. He, yeah. With the <laughs> dance moves and everything. Uh-huh. Have you seen that video no. of him dancing? Oh, I've got to show you. It's the best <laughs> video I've ever seen. It's like the nerdiest people you've ever seen dancing on a stage. And I. Oh, wait. Is it like from like years ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like celebrating. I think I have seen yeah, it. It's was, no rhythm is the worst. at all. Um. But she decides, no, I'm I'm going for Raphael. He's I'm got going, a job. I'm going for looks, mom. I can get a loan still, okay? Yeah, I could maybe even own property joint with my spouse. Yeah, I can't, not on my own. I can't vote. No. Still. Not at all. <laughs> but I could maybe talk to him and ask him to please place a vote for the person I like. That's the least that she can do. Yeah. Actually, that's the most. <laughs> that's absolutely the most that she was allowed to do in this time. Okay? I'm mad. It was real. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not pissed about uh, that we couldn't if you, have you're loans. You're not a raging feminist. <laughs> why get, are you listening? Get out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, that took quite a turn. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I don't know if her mom was like just yelling mm-hmm. a curse at her. Like hexing. Yeah. But she just felt, uh, but yeah. It sounds like she may have been a little bit of an overbearing mother. Yeah. That's what I'm vibe I'm getting from this. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. She did claim that on occasion her mom would put curses on her and her siblings as children. Mom. You know. Burn her. Your casual form <laughs> of punishment. Some people. Just. Yeah. Yeah. Some people in these days would spank or beat their children. Right. Some would put their kids in timeout. And I guess some moms would curse their kids. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I always want the worst for my children. Absolutely. Just throw a curse on there for any reason. But mom, I don't want to do that. (gasps) Curse. I curse you to be unhappy for the rest of your life. Exactly. Like, mom. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're so embarrassing. So embarrassing. So I'm assuming that this at least played a little bit in her and her husband, Raphael, moving to his hometown of Luria Potenza. Mm Mm-hmm. So she gets away from her mother. She thinks, I'm going to live the best life. 
right? Mm-hmm. Well, in 1927, she was imprisoned for fraud. And there's not a lot of information on that either. <laughs> She's just a fraud. It's just a vague. You know what she did? She tried to vote. Oh, <laughs> she and they're did. Like jail, you fraud. <laughs> yeah. She dressed. She dressed like what's another Ninja Turtles name? Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo. That's she dressed the one. like Michelangelo. Oh. And they're like, you're Donatella. <laughs> Get out of here. Wait, what's so, her name? Fran Leonardo. She's Leonardo. <laughs> yeah. So. Nothing I hate more than a vague fraud sentencing, but mm, it's unfortunate. But it happened. And when she was released, they moved from Potenza to Lacedonia, which was close to where she grew up as a child. And then on July 23rd, 1930, the Irvin's earthquake struck. No. Yeah. This is a bad earthquake. This later on was categorized as one of the most destructive earthquakes in Italian history. So it was bad. It's not great. Not great. So, you know, bad childhood. Mom curses her for marrying the love of her life. Okay. And then she gets arrested for fraud. Oh, no. She is not living the feminist lifestyle because she can't. Yeah. But you know what's really good about being a Ninja Turtle like herself? Yeah. When the earthquake happens, you just... In your shell. Ooh. So you're protected from all things. She was protected. So, I mean, she's got one thing going for her. Yeah. So everything's bad. (laughs) Everything's bad in her life. But the couple ended up losing their home in the disaster. So not great. Not good. And she just felt like, what the hell, man? What's what's going on here? So they moved to uh, Coriego? Reggio Emilia. Yep. Sounds beautiful. And she opened up a small shop there. And she was very popular and well-respected in the neighborhood. Mm. She was known as a gentle woman. Hey. Either a gentlewoman or a gentle woman. I, I'm not sure. Well, because she wanted to vote and kind of was a feminist, she's like, I prefer to be called a gentlewoman. That's exactly what happened. She holds doors open for everybody. <laughs> she's like, I will pay. Yeah, she she always gets the bill because she's a gentlewoman. Absolutely. Um, she was also known as a doting mother and a nice neighbor. So she has this one good thing, okay? Yeah, her shop's like going a, well. She sounds like a pillar of the community. Absolutely. So she decides at this point that it's time for her to seek some guidance. And so she decides um, to go see a fortune teller to get some insight into her life. Great. I always, love it. Always a good call. Yeah. So the fortune teller was a traveling Romanian woman. And you know, fortunes can really go one of two ways. They can either be comforting kind of neutral or terrifying yeah i that's why i won't take the risk i love the risk i want to go every year okay (laughs) then i will go with you i will watch (gasps) let's do it oh you have to do it too i'll look into the crystal ball no because i won't be able to handle it i don't think oh but tell me something bad's gonna happen and i'll be like okay maybe you can change your future maybe can't love it can't fight the fate you know it's true uh so This fortune apparently just put more stress on her because Mm. the fortune told her in your right hand, I see prison and in your left, I see a criminal asylum. Whoa. So doesn't Um, matter. All bad. Either path sounds like shit. Yeah. Not great. Not great at all. (laughs) 
So now let's talk about something that was happening throughout their marriage. Um, up until this point, Leonardo had had 17 pregnancies. Oh, honey. Yeah, during her marriage. But she lost three of the children to miscarriage and 10 more died in their youth. Stop. Horrifying. No. Horrifying. Does it say how they died? No. Like, is it like Just a like, genetic issue? I like, don't know. Just like all bad. All not a good situation. So she's left with four surviving children. And obviously she was incredibly protective of these children because right. she has not had very many of her children live at all. Yeah. She's had so many. Can you imagine being pregnant? No. What? No. What? Leonardo. I've been pregnant four times. Not great. Yeah. Not fun. I've been pregnant four times as well. We each have three children. We each have three. Oh, let's hold hands. (laughs) We did it. (laughs) We did it. We made it through. (laughs) Let's hold hands. Well, that just means we both had a miscarriage. Yeah. (laughs) We did it. We're good. (laughs) Yes, we did. We don't, me and Christine don't have emotions. I, or no. very few. I have like almost none. I will not have emotions over real life stuff hardly at all. See, and I won't, a, I won't have it over fiction either. <laughs> but uh, like give me a Disney movie. I'll cry. See, that's great. Yeah. I'm too broken. I'd never cry. Like I've read really sad books and I people are like, I was sobbing. I was like, same. You're like, I oh. Like, I literally don't even recall the last <laughs> time I cried. <laughs> you know, it's tough. It's tough to let those emotions out. It's, it's you fine. know what's fun? Not feeling your feelings. Right? <laughs> That's how I do it. I, I'm i an Enneagram 7, so I use escapism a lot. So I'm mm. like, oh, you know what? Instead of being sad, let's go on a vacation. Let's go to Disneyland. Is oh that what gosh. you're doing next week? All the time. <laughs> oh, I, I feel sad. I should purchase something. Uh-huh. Yeah. You purchase happiness. That's yes. what you do. Yes. Okay, so I'm sorry, I keep derailing. No, you. it's fine. It's fine. So she's had a hundred kids. A hundred kids, which is just really sad. And I would be very protective of my children too. Yes. If that happened to me, I can't even imagine. So on top of that, during this time, during a time when uh, mental health was not looked at in the same way that it is today. Yeah. Um. Even today, a miscarriage can lead a lot of women to feeling depressed or having anxiety. So mm-hmm. with her having this much loss in general, I can't even imagine no. where she was at. Um, one of the articles I read said that if she were alive today, she would most likely have been diagnosed with clinical depression and probably would go to therapy, maybe get on medication. But this just wasn't a common thing right? during this time. I feel like it's barely now like a common acknowledged yes. and like a accepted thing. Absolutely. Like it needs to be talked about 20 years. So much more even still. Um, so instead of, you know, doing these things that we would do today, she became superstitious and paranoid. And now there is evidence, like enough evidence to suggest that these things were a sign of deep-seated anxiety and depression. Hey, Enneagram 6, what's up? Woo! That's me. Enneagram 6, you and Leonardo. My main uh, characteristic of my personality is anxiety. anxiety. <laughs> I love it. I think I sent you an anxiety TikTok today. Oh, you might have. I, I can't remember. I've been reading all day. I haven't looked at it. How dare you? I suck. So... Today, many psychologists believe that superstitions are born out of fractured minds oh my gosh. Uh, that are attempting to make sense of the nonsensical. That makes so much sense. Yes. So in 1939, her son, 
uh, Giuseppe Pensardi, who was her most favorite child. It's always good to have an obvious favorite. Right? And he was also her oldest son. He decided he was going to enlist in the Italian army, which was pretty common at the time. And he wanted to do his part in World War II. When he announced that... Honorable. Right? When he announced he was going to do this, she was determined to protect him at all costs. I mean, yeah. It would be really upsetting. Yes. Like, yeah. Especially somebody who's lost 10 kids. Be like, you're signing up to go get shot Absolutely not. Yeah. So with her superstitions and... Um, Sorry. All veterans, thank you for your service. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. So with her superstitions and her mother's curse and the fortune teller's prediction, she came to the conclusion that his safety required human sacrifices. I mean, well, obviously. Right? It's not obvious. She's like, how do I protect him? Do I tell him not to go? Do I ask, like, could you be the cook? Yeah. Could you... Even throw it on religion. Be like, can I pray for his safety? She's like, yeah. no, I know that won't work. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I need... just need to kill someone in his stead. Yes, you know, hey, don't take him. I'll take this other person. Okay. That's how it works. So, yeah. So let's get to her first victim. Her first victim was a local spinster woman named Faustina Setti in 1939. And when I hear spinster woman, I think of a DJ. Oh, I do not. Um, I just, it I sounds mean, more I, fun. I would love it if it was like a classic spinster, like an old lady with like gray hair and a low ponytail. Yeah. And then also she's a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, but that's not what a spinster is. Okay. Okay. A spinster is an unmarried woman that is older than usual age for marriage. So she's probably 26. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ew, disgusting. Gross. She is so old. <laughs> I mean, by Utah standards, uh, she's a grandmother. Yikes. Yeah, absolutely. But I think a DJ sounds cooler. And I think maybe like a grandma DJ sounds cooler. I love it. What's her What's her name again? Uh, DJ Faustina Seti. <laughs> okay. Get serious. She was a victim. Oh. <laughs> it always comes back around. Dang it. So... Leonardo invited Faustina to her house saying that she was going to be setting her up with a potential husband. And Faustina, you know, she's 26. She's <laughs> withering away. She's um, like, oh my gosh, please, anybody will do. I, yeah, I really don't know how old she is, but that's just my <laughs> assumption. Um, and so I'm assuming when she got there, Faustina, or uh, Leonardo told Faustina, hey, what you need to do? I'm going to set you up with this dude. He's not hot, but he's going to do the job, okay? Um, <laughs> he's like, he's kind of like uh, Donatello. Yes. It is Donatello. <laughs> yeah, twist of fate, it is Donatello. You get She's my like, you leftovers. sloppy seconds. <laughs> yes. My mom is going to be thrilled for you. So he, she tells Faustina, hey, I, what? before I take you to meet this man, okay, I need you to write letters to your family, letting them know that you're going to be meeting a man abroad. Okay. Okay. Write all your letters to your family. We're going to send them out. Um, To me, this is Red Flag City. Right. Like, mm, Mm, why? Why do you need me to write to all my family? We're just going to go meet this dude. Okay. 
but it was a different time. Okay. She's like, I don't know. Out. I love writing letters because yeah. it's the only way to communicate it's the only with way. people who are far away. Absolutely. What's a cell phone? Should I send a pigeon? No, I'm going to write a letter. Absolutely. And you know what? Leonardo's saying she's going to give these to them because I'm going to fall in love instantly. I know it. So <laughs> from everything you told me about Donatello, he sounds gorgeous. He sounds amazing. So Leonardo then drugs Faustina with spiked wine. Oof. And then she proceeds to murder her with an axe. Yeah. Leonardo. Not cool. Do you have any chill? She's not a good friend. That's a pretty shitty friend. That's a really bad friend. They're like, hey, I have this guy I'm going to set you up with. And then they kill you? That's not what we agreed to. No. Leonardo. Women stand together, okay? Yes. She's not the feminist we thought she was. She was not. So then she cut her into nine pieces mm. and then gathered. How, how that shakes out. Yeah. Like, which pieces? One, two, two three, three, four, four five, five, six. No, she cut the legs. Were you doing boobs? No. <laughs> I was saying torso. Oh. <laughs> boobs. It's like head, one. Arms, two, three. Torso, four. Legs, five, six. Five, six. That's then we need cuts, three more. She cuts each leg in half, seven, eight, and then what? Just one arm in half? That's not a, that's not good. Unless she cuts the torso in half. Mm. There's a lot of ways that this could go. It's a tough call. It's, it's hard to break a spine with tough an axe. Call. I bet it reminds me of Dexter the first oh, season. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds messy. It does. Well, she cuts her into nine pieces and then gathers all of her blood into a basin. Mm-hmm. Okay, collect the blood. Now, I'm going to read to you some of her statements of the events. Okay? okay. This is actual quotes from her. She said, I threw the pieces in a pot. I added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, and stirred the whole mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that, I, then, or, that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. Great. She's nothing if not frugal. She's like, I've already got this stuff sitting around. Exactly. Look at me. She's like an extreme couponer. Absolutely. And then as for the blood in the basin, still a quote. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine, kneading all the ingredients together. I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit, though Giuseppe and I also ate them. (gasps) She ate them on purpose? Mm -hmm. I don't know if her son knew that she was eating Faustina tea cakes, but gross. I'm sure that he did not. Okay, can you imagine the smell of blood in your oven? Like, how long does it take to dry so you can, like, crunch it up into powder? How are you drying blood? I don't know. That's another question for Dexter. Where is she? She has this basin of blood. Where is she keeping that? Right. That people don't know or see. What is that? She's like, oh, it's just the blood basin. It's just just the blood basin. It's fine. You know how everyone has, like, a butter dish. I don't believe she has a basement she could tuck it away in. Was it in a cupboard? Oh. I don't know. Just feeding, making cannibals out of your neighbors. Right? It's so messed up. Well, I think about, I mean, we've talked about this before, but um, Elisa Lamb, mm-hmm. when people drank the water oh. that she had been sitting yeah, in. Yeah, you don't recover from that. Um, 
how would you feel? You're like your friend, your neighbor brings you over Christmas baked goods and you're like, this, the, those were delicious. Yep. And then they're like, great. They had human blood in them. Yeah. I don't know. It would, it would suck, but hopefully they're out of your system at that point and you just have to trudge forward. But what if they were the best cookies you've ever had? And you're like, shoot. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I think I need to bust into the blood bank and get some. Oh, blood pouches. Oh, man. Like Capri Suns. Of course. Then you become a vampire. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. There's a whole It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode of this. <laughs> Is where, it really? Where uh, Danny DeVito tells the two two of the friends that because he they keep stealing his meat. Mm. And so one day he's like, ha, 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 you ate my meat. And they're like, yeah, so what? And he's like, that was human meat. <laughs> and then they're like going to like the morgue they're with a hot plate. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Horrifying. Off track. <laughs> Off track. We can't get it together today. Okay. So, and then... If that's not bad enough, Fernanda then took Faustina's life savings as payment for setting her up with the husband, which she didn't do. So rude. And she had 30,000 Italian lire, I'm assuming it is, which is the equivalent to 1794. Aw. <laughs> but in today's money, that would be 332. Still not that much money, but. Still not. So on September 5th, 1940, she found another victim named Francesca Sovai. Uh, she somehow convinced her that she had organized a teaching job for her abroad and then had her do the same thing, write letters to her friends and family, telling them she'd gotten this kick-ass job out of the country. And then again, she was drugged with wine, axed, baked into tea cakes, and stole her money. She's like, this is streamlined. I got right? this down to a science now. Exactly. And this time she only got 3,000 lire, so quite a bit less because that was like 10,000 or 30,000 from the last this lady. This is so dumb. Like, killing people for really no reason. Yeah. Well, to save her son. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Silly me. There totally was a reason. Yeah. So her third victim was Virginia Cachopi, Cachopo. Cachopo. She was a very talented singer and was a noted soprano who once sang at the famed La Scala Opera House in Milan. So What a talent. Super talented. Fernanda promised her that she had a job for her working with, uh, like, I'm assuming this really talented producer or stage manager that was in Florence. Virginia was very interested in this job and decided to go pay her a visit on September 30th, 1940, to talk to her about it. And I'm sure you can guess what happened. Just like the other two she victims. She wined and axed. Yep. She was fed her spiked wine and killed her with an axe. But this time, instead of baking her body and just baking her body into tea cakes, because she still did that. Oh, and feeding them to her neighbors. She melted her flesh down and turned it into soap. Oh, see? This is where the cleanliness comes in. Ah. Mm -hmm. She said... Cleanliness next to godliness. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So this was Leonardo's account again. She ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted... Rude. <laughs> rude. I added a bottle of cologne, and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some of the most acceptable creamy soap. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet. I want to vomit. 
Yes. It is disgusting. She has the nicest thing to say about her super fat body content that makes amazing soap. And sweet tea cakes. Ah, so she was the sweetest. I wonder what, like, scientifically. What makes her blood sweet? Yeah, was her diet different than the other girls? Was she, I don't know. She was eating a lot of pineapple. Aw. <laughs> As they say, that'll do it. That'll do it. All right. Um, Sweetens up everything. That's what I hear. So, uh, Virginia, from Virginia, she re- received 50,000 lire. So more than the first um, and assorted jewels. Hey. So I guess a little bit better this time. She made a killing. A killing. But the first two were melted, but then just emptied into a septic tank. So they weren't even used for soap. Yeah. And this was just apparently what the a, perfect opportunity for that luxurious, creamy soap. Mm. No, I'm never going to look at soap the same way. I'm like, right? what is this made of? Well, have you seen Fight Club? No. It's also... They do soap oh, out they, of yeah. Oh bodies. my! We don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah. Oh, sorry. First rule: Fight Club. I apologize. <laughs> I've never seen it because I wouldn't be allowed to talk about it. Oh, it's so good. You've <laughs> got to see it. So she thought that she had done everything right, and no one was ever going to catch her because she's a genius. She's got all these letters written to family members. Yeah, it's airtight. Yeah. So she would just go on her merry way, right? Yes. Wrong. Oh. Yep. Virginia's sister-in-law had started to become super suspicious of her um, just suddenly disappearing. She also uh, had seen her go into Fernanda's house, so she decided to tell the police about this. Yeah, well, that's not very smart. I was the last right. person to see all of these women. Exactly. And the police opened an investigation and soon arrested her. Gotcha. Yeah. At first, she was defensive, but only once the police decided to shift the blame towards her son, Giuseppe, she immediately confessed to the murders. Because obviously she's going to protect her kid. Yep. It's her whole point. That's funny. That, so, that backfired on her. Yeah. So providing detailed accounts of what she had done. And that's where we're getting all these quotes from. Uh, she was tried for murder in 1946. And she remained unrepentant. Going as far as to correct the official account while on the stand. <laughs> She's like, I cut her into nine pieces, not seven. You idiot. Uh, there was an account of her on the stand saying, I gave the copper ladle, which I used to skim the fat off the ke- uh, off the kettles to my country, which was so badly in need of metal during these last days of war. <laughs> Shit. So patriotic. Italy's like, Thank you. you. I hate it. So great. (laughs) And she was found guilty of her crimes and sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in a criminal asylum. (gasps) So, bam. Fortune teller knew what's up. She self-fulfilled the prophecy of both fortunes. Oh, my gosh. The fortune teller's like, this is better than I ever could have dreamed. Both. She's like, nailed it. I was right on both accounts. Oh, on October 15th, 1970, she died of a cerebral apoplexy, which is a type of hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. And she died of that while she was still in the asylum at the age of 79 years old. Jeez. 
Her body was returned to her family for burial, but her weapons, including the pot that her victims were boiled in, were donated to the Criminology Museum in Rome, which I did not even knew existed, and I'm bummed I didn't go. I know. I'm also bummed you didn't go. Right? And to this day, you can see her collection of axes and look inside the vat that she used to boil human beings. That's something I'd like to look at. Right? <laughs> and that is my story of Leonardo chen chewy or whatever yeah uh well um i guess but i guess it worked right because her son did not die in the war true so she, she did her job what a great mother yep so my sources for this are an all that's interesting.com article by Katie Serena called How Serial Killer Leonardo Chen Chuli Made Her Victims into Soap and Tea Cakes and then Wikipedia and Murderpedia. Perfect. Boom. I love it. All Just right. Beautiful. Thank you for casual that. Casual serial killing for you this Monday if evening. That's what we're here for. Yeah. That's what we love. Okay. Um, I'm a little nervous to have this open actually. Because remember last time when I opened up a different. <gasps> oh episode, yeah. I'll just do it on my. What the heck? On my phone. Okay, so today I'm covering a pretty well-known story. <gasps> it's kind of gloomy, kind of bloomy. You'll have to tell me if you've heard of it. Today I'm going to talk about Baby Jessica. Yes. You know this one. Yes. Yes. Jessica! Oh, everyone loves it. Everybody's baby, you could say. America's baby. America's baby. Okay, so Jessica McClure, also known as Baby Jessica, uh, in 1986, she was born to her parents who were just 18 at the time. And I looked up a photo of them and they just look like the cutest little small town couple. Well, babies. The dad looks like a mix of a cowboy slash PE teacher with his glasses. Oh my gosh. I think I say that because he specifically looked like my elementary school PE teacher. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But he also has uh, like bleached hair and his wife just looks like this. They're just cute. Yeah. He just had like a very specific look and I was about it. Oh, look at them. I know, they're cute, right? They are. Okay, so Jessica was their first child, and they were just starting out their life together. So then 18 months later, it was October 14th, 1987, when the world watched as dozens of rescue workers descended in a backyard in Midland, Texas, to save the life of a baby girl who fell down the well. The nation held our collective breath as what happened next became the focus of every media outlet in the country and Americans watching it, waiting to see if the toddler could be saved. I obviously was not born for this, but it sounds like everybody was like... On the edge of their seats. Yes. Okay. And this is a time there wasn't cable, you guys. No, there wasn't. It was like everyone... Me and Jared were talking about this the other day. Like, what used to be good numbers for TV were like... so high and now it's like much lower because like there's too much content out there yeah well and people stream so they don't feel the need to like tune into something as it's yeah yeah well and like everyone back in this time it was like the same news stations and then like you know five different shows that were on like like cheers yeah (laughs) and everyone watched them Uh uh-huh freaking mash matlock oh i love matlock i know classic i know you did (laughs) okay so her mom's name was Reba, but she went by Sissy, which I love. And then her dad's name was Lewis, but he went by Chip. I love it. That's who I named my dog after. 
Sissy and Chip. Sissy and Chip. Did you really? No. Named, <laughs> named him after potato chips. Oh, Just kidding. I don't even know. What we, named after. we named him after wood chipper. A wood chipper. Yep. That's the one. That's the one. Okay. So they had fallen on hard times in the depths of the Texas oil bust of the mid-1980s mm. is what I meant. Mm. Okay. So the first 18 months of her, the baby's life were very uneventful. Nobody knew this child. And then as soon as she fell in the well, she became the most famous child in the country. So what happened was um, her aunt, Jamie Moore, she ran a daycare center out of her home. And that morning, Jessica was playing with four other children in the backyard under the supervision of her mom, who was around. Yeah. Um, but she went inside to answer a phone call, leaving them unattended, which, yeah, I, I think it would be fine. I would do something similar. Totally. So a few minutes later, she heard the kids screaming and she came back outside to find that her daughter had disappeared and they discovered that she had fallen into an eight inch wide uh, well. Oh, my so God. It's tiny. Uh, OK. And she became trapped deep down in the shaft. Oh, my God. And can you even imagine the no. horror? I cannot. No, my nightmare. I can't. I think that I would actually need to be sedated. Totally. I don't think I could handle it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know where to begin to get help. Even I mean, yeah, like, you call you call nine one one, and they're like, um, okay. But I just think I'd have to like honestly be unconscious. Yeah, like wake me up when something happens. Um, yeah. when September ends. Well, yeah, wake me up when September ends. Okay, and also when baby Jessica's out of the well. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> okay. So what happened? They think because nobody saw it. And the kids, I don't think they were old enough to say what if they yeah. did. So she stepped in with one foot. So she stepped with her left foot, went down. So her right foot went straight up in the air. <gasps> so she was like in I the splits. I think I knew that yeah, she detail. Was in the splits, down. She went 22 feet down. Oh, my God. So from looking down in it, it eight inches. That's smaller than a personal pizza, everyone. Yeah. Oh like, my I wonder gosh. what this is. Close to the size of our uh, pop filters on our microphones. <laughs> Are you taking a picture? I'm measuring it with my iPhone. <laughs> oh, look at you. There's an app for that. They knew it was going to be difficult to get little Jessica out of the well, but the people of Midland were just the ones to get the job done. They happened to be experts on gas and oil workers, and they provided the expertise uh, to get 20 feet down below because they're like, yeah, welling for oil, dr drilling, digging. That's like this town is known for it. Totally. Obviously, that's why there's so many little like wells around, apparently. Yeah. Because it was just like an abandoned well. Oh, gosh. What a terrible way to find out you have that in your yard. I know. I know. I wonder I'm if they assuming knew it was if there. they knew about it, they would like cover it, cover it or right? like, or maybe, I don't know, maybe they're just like, oh, like it's too small. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it seems unsafe anyway, but it was the 80s. Every it's true. Kids barely needed a seatbelt, let alone a car seat. Did you listen to Action Park? Yeah. Nobody seriously. cared. Nobody cared. Um, okay. So first responders showed up and they were like really disheartened on how difficult this was going to be because she had fallen so deep into the earth beneath layers of rock harder than granite and because the diameter of the well was so narrow that like they couldn't even fit down it themselves to get to her oh my god because they, they're not a baby no you can't fit down there no their arms aren't long enough they don't have go-go gadget arm and babies have such short arms yeah so she can barely lift it up above her head it's, it's the worst unfortunate 
Okay, so they lowered flashlights down to see her better and a microphone to see if they could hear her to confirm that she was even oh, still alive. This part, these parts kill me. Yeah. Um, they were so relieved that they could hear her crying. So all eyes of the nation were on this rescue effort, which required the use of a rat hole rig, which I don't know why, but I really love the sound of that. Yeah. Rat hole rig, which is a machine normally used to plant telephone poles into the ground oh yes gonna rat hole it so the rescue team drilled a 30 inch wide 29 foot hole going parallel to the one that baby jessica's that's what that was my game plan in my head yeah it was like how do we do it yeah we dig another hole okay so they dig the 29 (laughs) parallel and they begin the difficult process of drilling a horizontal tunnel between the two wells and they're aiming for two feet below where baby Jessica is trapped. And it took forever to drill sideways because they were using a jackhammer that are designed to go up and down and not across. Ooh. I don't know how they did it, honestly. It sounds stressing so, me out. Well, because when you're going sideways, so the tunnel, it's just like if it collapses, you're done. Yeah. You're done. And yeah, if it vibrates too much, they can make the baby slide further down. Oh my gosh. Mm. It's like, yeah, I'd have to be sedated. I don't like it. I kind of want to be sedated right now, even talking about it. I'm like passing out. 30 I'm, years later. I'm passing out right now. Taylor, deep breaths, deep breaths. She's out. <laughs> She's revived. <laughs> Just repeated pass outs. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so in the meantime, they, they pumped oxygen down into the well because it's like, it's just so tight. Yeah. It's so tight. It makes me claustrophobic. And the rescuers were singing nursery rhymes down the opening as they tried to comfort her because she spent most of the time down there crying. Mm. It's just really sad. So after listening to her for so... So this is a a first responder that was there, a detective. He says, after listening to her for so long, I could tell her moods. Um, At one point, she was singing. At another point, when the jackhammer started up, she didn't say words, but used kind of a huffy little voice. And we could tell that it was an angry sound. She did not like that. And he he said, I would say 80% of the time, she was either crying or making some kind of noise that we could hear. Because remind me how old she was at this point? 18 months. So So tiny. Like, so little. Like, they're still kind of wobbly when they're walking. They're just so little. Um. Okay. So when they weren't calling words of encouragement down to her, they t- we tell her to sing for us. And he says, I'll never forget her singing Winnie the Pooh. Like, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. That's the sweetest. Isn't it? So- oh, honey. Like, to comfort herself. I want to cry. I can't. <laughs> I don't even know how she even keeps anything together at all. I know. We... We went to the wrong museum today, and my kid could barely keep it together. Oh, no. Which museum did he want? <laughs> the butterfly one. Oh, which, did you go to dinosaurs? No, we went to the children's one where he can play with water and run around. You dumbass. Oh, mom, you jerk. Couldn't even handle it, so. <laughs> she's stuck in a hole, and she's singing Winnie the Pooh. That's yeah. adorable. And your kid's throwing a tantrum over butterflies. They don't make them like they used to, you know? <laughs> they sure don't. <laughs> So the entire rescue ordeal was being covered live on CNN, America's first at that time and only 24-hour news network because 24-hour mm-hmm. news like was barely a thing. Yeah. It was the second time and the first was the explosion of the Challenger space shuttle that the country had watched around the clock. Which is wild too. Yeah. Uh, we need to cover that sometime. So uh, the dramatic news story unfolded in real time right before their eyes, which this is like hot shit. Yeah. Like what would be the OJ... Car chase. Of this time. Yeah. Yes, exactly. 
Um, so she was dubbed everybody's baby. She tugged the heartstrings of millions of viewers. Thousands of strangers sent her family flowers and toys and cards and money. Donations totaling in the hundreds of thousands of dollars were set aside in a trust fund for her to inher- inherit at the age of 25. In fact, many of the many point to the CNN's coverage of baby Jessica's rescue as a turning point in the history of news media. The genesis of the 24-hour news cycle, they say. Whoa. Yeah. So finally, on the evening of October 16th, 1987, uh, so it was like 57 hours. It's like over two days of her being down there. Uh, Baby Jessica was lifted to safety out of the well. So the guy went down, like went across, strapped a board to her, like got her head like strapped as you would somebody who's getting out of a car accident because they don't know the extent of her injuries um and then he like crawls back out his side and then they pull her up from the other side like oh my gosh it's It's so intense it's oh okay so they she was lifted to safety out of the well and there's a photo of her that's a pulitzer prize winning photograph uh snapped by uh scott shaw it shows baby Jessica cradled in the arms of a paramedic, her head wrapped in white gauze and her arms caked with dirt and her bleary eyes barely open. Aww. Over the next few years, she underwent, oh, she underwent 15 surgeries in the next few years due to her, so due to her foot being up so high over her head for 50 something hours, the foot died. <gasps> but, um, the, they were going to amputate it because yeah. it was, like, getting gangrenous. But the doctor was like, let me try something, like, kind of crazy. So they trusted him. So he took skin off of her hip and, like, reconstructed her foot with it somehow. What? But they were able to save the foot. Uh, she did What lose- a wild move, though, too. Like, you don't know for sure if it's going to, like, work out. I know. I'm sure they're like, That's try crazy. it. And then I guess if it doesn't work, we'll have to amputate it anyway. Yeah. I guess. So uh, she did lose one toe to gangrene. They couldn't save it, but I'm sure she's like, and I've seen, like, I watched a video of her showing her foot and it looks reconstructed. I think the right thing to do is to be give her your swole toe. I think that's the one she lost. Yeah. I would be willing to part with it for baby Jessica. I think you should. I think I might. I will call her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll see what they can do. <laughs> I have uh, this really really like ripped toe uh-huh it's got a toenail on it it's huge watch me flex it <laughs> it's huge. i'm like you you do have to pay for feet pics i won't just send it to you for free if you want the toe i need a serious serious inquiries only <gasps> yeah five bucks you have to get on our patreon you have to sorry it's just part of the deal you just have to and then you'll get three star feet pics absolutely and she also is left with a it's small now, but at the time it looked really big on a baby. She has a small diagonal scar going from her hairline down to the bridge of her nose. Aww. And then she was telling how that happened because you would think it kind of happened when she fell. Totally. But she like said, a rock or something. Right. But they said it was actually, uh, so they were with, when they were watching her, she would like, for a while, she would rest her head back, like against the back of the pipe. And then when she'd get tired of that, she'd rest her head forward in front of the pipe. But so when her head was resting forward and they were drilling, right, which was making her angry. Yeah. Because she was like in a steel tube, I guess. Oh, yeah. It was vibrating and it like split her skin open. (gasps) So that's how she has this scar down her face. No wonder she wasn't happy. Right? I know. So yikes. So two and a half years after the accident, Jessica's parents actually filed for divorce 
They were only 18 years old when they got married, but they were thrown into the limelight with their daughter even after she was rescued and yeah. became like super overwhelmed by the avalanche of publicity. Oh, and I'm sure. Yeah, they just couldn't really handle it, I guess. Their divorce was pretty messy and they were like on every gossip. I was going to say website, but it was definitely like a magazine probably. Yeah. Probably in their local newspaper. It was probably really hard for them. They were in the tabloids, whatever. So they both went on to remarry. But it wasn't until she was five that, because baby Jessica does not remember this happening. She was so small. So it wasn't until she was five that she learned what happened to her after she watched an episode of Rescue 911, where they had a similar thing happen, like a girl fell down a well. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. So she goes asking her stepmom who the little girl in the well was. She's like, oh, my gosh, that's so sad. Then she learned, they're like, that happened to you, sweetie. That was you. So she learned that she was baby Jessica. That would be wild. Right? So then eight years after that accident, um, Robert O'Donnell, the paramedic who shimmied down the shaft to rescue her, he actually died by suicide. Oh, no. I know. After being held a hero, Robert enjoyed the instant fame, but he had found it hard to return to normal life after it all disappeared. So after his death, his brother told a spokesman, uh, he said, ever since that Jessica deal, his life fell apart. And his mother, uh, four days before his death, oh, sorry, he told his mother four days before his death, after watching the rescuers helping the victims out of the Oklahoma City bombing explosion, Mm -hmm. he said those rescuers are, are, uh, when those rescuers are through, they're going to need lots of help. I don't mean for a couple days or weeks, but years. And psychologists later suggested that he had PTSD brought on by the rescue, and uh, I would imagine that situation would wreck you. Yeah. Like, the pressure of, like, we gotta it's get on you out. if you screw up and that baby falls further down the well. And, like, the dark, I'd imagine that, like, all of it would just stick with you. Well, and, like, everyone has a connection to children. I mean, even oh. if you, like, aren't a kid person. Or not a parent. Yeah, you know? it's, like, still. Especially a baby. I mean, we talk about, I, I feel like it's pretty commonly known, like, even child sex offenders are, like, very... Oh, yeah. Nobody likes a sex offender. Not liked in prison. Absolutely. And that's with prisoners. Like. Right. So, like, the stakes of rescuing a baby are very Intense. high. Intense. And yeah. especially because, like, the whole world's watching you. Don't screw up. I'm um, sure there was so much media around. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I'm just like, that's not something that, people like, a lot of people can just get over. So no. Yeah. So, in 2006, at the age of 19, Jessica married Daniel Morellas, and the couple had two children, they're just two years apart, so they she got access to her trust fund that was at $1.2 million when she wow. turned 25. And she told People Magazine that most of the money was actually lost during the 2008 stock market crash, which Whoa. is such a freaking bummer. The remainder, she was only left with like three or $400,000, which is still a ton of money. It's still good, but yeah. But it's not $1.2 million. But she used that to purchase a house for her family. So she actually lives now. They live in like a little modest house. It's just a few miles from where the accident happened because she still lives in mainland Texas. So the 30th anniversary of her rescue, it was just three years ago. Wow. She, uh, I guess it's more than that now, at the time the article was written. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, she revealed that she didn't remember the accident at all that made her famous She says, seeing the well for the first time as an adult, it was hard, but it wasn't upsetting. To me, it's a symbol that that could have taken my life, but it didn't. She said, God was on my side that day. 
and she wants to use the event and spectacle to teach her kids to always be humble. And she says to never forget where they came from and to not take it for granted. And her dad remembers the terrifying event uh, on his Facebook page. He says, 32 years ago, oh, sorry, 32 years ago, my daughter, baby Jessica, captured the world's attention and everyone's heart as she quietly sang Winnie the Pooh from 22 feet below the surface. Oh my gosh. She was... So uh, she was so close we could almost touch her, so close we could hear her muffled cries unaided with the heartbreaking clarity through a single microphone lowered down into the well. So sad. So sad. I'd imagine that would ruin you as a parent, too. Absolutely. So uh, baby Jessica does not often speak about her rescue. In a recent interview, she insisted that it has very little impact on her life. She said, it didn't cage me then. Why should it cage me now? Totally. She asked rhetorically, um, while people who recognize her by the scar on her forehead still call her baby Jessica. She said, the name doesn't bother her. She says, like they told little Bow Wow, you'll never get rid of the little part. She said, because <laughs> so you'll always be what you are remembered as. Oh, well, it's true. I know. She's like, yeah, I have to tell people that I'm baby Jessica. I was like a 30-year-old person. It's me. Baby Jessica. <laughs> Hi. Hi, it's me. Okay, so that is the story of Baby Jessica and her rescue. I love it. So it's happy. Just, it is good, though. Like, it stinks that that happened, but it's good. She survived. I know. It's like one of the heartwarming stories out yeah. there. And my so sources were biography.com, just the Baby Jessica story, and mamamia.au. Oh, I love it. Yep. Oh, well, thank you for that. You're welcome. I love a good uplifting rescue story, even if it's a little bit sad I mean, in the middle. Yeah, but it worked out okay. Yes. Except for the first responders. Oh, so therapy's, therapy's cool, guys. It's cool. Don't be ashamed. Get yeah. on medicine if you need it. Yeah. So we, we have an email, it. right? We do. Thank you guys so much for sending us emails. We truly love it. Yes. Okay. It says... Hey, ladies, just listen to your third time's a charm episode. And golly, was it good. Murder by sword is not something we hear much about. Mm. Care to see if there are any others and maybe share with us. Hmm? Yeah. Good idea. Modern swordings. Modern swordings. Uh, doesn't have to be murder. Maybe even duels or something. Hey. I found myself fascinated with that swords came into play. And apparently I want more. That sounds morbid, she says. <laughs> Also, I'm astounded that Crazy Action Park stayed open as long as it did. And oh my hell, Eugene was a real dick. He was, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Absolutely. One more thing. Christine was talking about being a latchkey kid and it reminded me of an experience I had as a youth. I was walking home alone from school, which I never did. I always walked home with neighbor friends. I went home a little later than usual that day for whatever reason. And I'm not certain, but I think I was in the third grade. Anywho, I was about halfway home when a creepy dude in a white van pulled over and asked no. me if I wanted some candy. <gasps> no. You're joking. No. This what is did like he, the nightmare. Did he read pedophiles for dummies? Exactly. Like, be more creative, dumbass. Be creative. Be, <laughs> be, be more creative. creative. <laughs> I didn't even respond to the creep. I just ran the rest of the way home. Good girl. And that's my story. Oof. I don't recall exactly how old I was or why I was taught 
walking home late, but I remember the white van, the guy with the nasty, matted, long blonde hair. Sick. And I can remember exactly where and when he pulled over and, let's be honest, tried to snatch me. Yeah. Now that I'm a mother, I'm extra mortified at what could have happened to younger me. I'm extra scared for my kids because, let's be honest, the world has gotten to be gotten a hell of a lot more disturbing since mm. the early 90s. Truly. Also, I'm proud of my younger self running away from danger. Yes, smart girl. Yeah. Oh, uh, and following the Holy Spirit and shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for preserving and recording the episode thrice <laughs> so I'm we so, could enjoy it. This email makes it worth it. So it does. Thank you. It really was a good one. XOXOXO. Gina. Thanks, Gina. Love it. Oh my gosh. Um, I think about that all the time too, though. I think about all the things that I was able to do as a kid, like run around and like I had great parents, but I think it's just a different time. And I'm always like, I don't think I'd let my kids run around the neighborhood like that. No. Like I don't live in a cul-de-sac. I live kind of on a busy yeah. street. Like I think that maybe if I was in a cul-de-sac, it'd be different. I mean, I like, kind of do. I'll like send Millie out to walk to the neighbor's house. Totally. But I feel like that feels like more secure. You right. Know? No, for sure. But I'm always like, I don't, I don't know. I'll yeah. just drive you. I'll just drive you there. I know. <laughs> Millie has a friend who lives like one street over and she's like, let's walk there. And I'm like, no, we're driving. Yep. Yep. That's the one I was backing out of her driveway and I hit a moving car. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I should have freaking walked. Yeah. If it's like two houses down, sure. I might drive in the winter, but <laughs> anywhere else you're getting driven. I'm mm -hmm. too nervous. Yep. Protect helicopter moms unite. Ugh, love it. Okay. Uh, follow us on Instagram at gloomandbloom.com. Yes. I mean, no, at gloomandbloompodcast. Podcast. Yes. We have a website, gloomandbloom.com. Go there. Yes. We have links to everything on there. Yep. You can see our Patreon members on join there. Join our Patreon. You can join our Patreon. Go to patreon.com. You'll get a foot pick. You'll get a foot pick. Whatever you want. Just please. Just, we love to see your support. Please. For the love. For the love, we love you. Love us. Yeah. <laughs> For the love. You get more episodes. You get mm -hmm. to support us. We love you. Yes. We, we get a chat with you guys. It's a good time. There's a, the, <laughs> do you guys remember the Dell Computers guy where he's like, it's a Utah commercial. He's like, Dell Computers, we love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it made me think of when you said that. I love it. Um, and then send us emails at gloomandbloompodcast at gmail.com. Or you. to our Instagram. We'll yep. take whatever. We will. All right. My turn for a sign off. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Um, well... See you later. <laughs> Gloom and Bloom, out. Boom.